0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. Need to mention our newsletter It's called Read Instead. It's the best of the Price of Business digital network. Includes my interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, major media personalities, Nobel Prize winners, and former members of Congress and uh, D- DOJ officials, like I have this segment. We love having Barbara Comstock on the program. She's typically on a couple of times a month. Uh, she's one of the many great people we have on and always featured at Read Instead. You can learn more about the newsletter. There's no cost for it. It comes out once a week. No spam. We don't bore you. Uh, check it out over there at priceofbusiness.com. And to sign up for it there. It's right there on the right-hand side. Robert Comstock, love having you on the program. Um, Really a lot going on with the president. Big impact uh, coming in terms of the um, midterm elections. These are huge. The implications are huge. And I, I for one, you you know how much I have disdain for both parties, but we need some divided government. And so I'm rooting for the Republicans. But it seems like, in spite of how the media tends to treat it, Um, It seems like uh, Donald Trump is torpedoing that effort.
1: Yes, well, uh, great to be with you. And um, I think we probably, you know, with the midterms, still will end up with divided government. It will be a little different than perhaps people thought um, earlier this year. I think, you know, you had talk, you know, probably back in the spring when the economy was, you know, particularly bad um, and Biden's ratings were certainly worse than they are now. There was talk of 50, 60 uh, House seat pickup uh, and certainly uh, Senate uh, pickup. And now when you look at the ratings of the Cook Report or David Wasserman or um You know, others, Larry Sabato at UVA, where um, I'm a fellow there this year, and and all of these ratings are, you know, they're usually pretty accurate. Um, I know they were accurate in my cases, usually, you know, whether you like it or not. Sometimes I liked it, sometimes I didn't, Uh, but they are now, yeah, yeah, they're putting it more in the range on the house side. They put it more in the range of 10 to 20 seat pickup, Um, but they they're, You know, not saying that it's a definite uh, Republican, although they do put it more likely on the Republican side. And then in the Senate, they have it more as a toss-up, but more likely that Democrats retain, but it'll be very narrow. I mean, you could actually end up continuing to have a 50-50 Senate again. Uh, But you Mm -hmm. if you have a House pickup, you will have that divided government, but probably not too much different than we have now. And a lot of it, um, you know, what they're attributing it to, the two factors are that Trump has become much more in the picture. So even though they didn't, Republicans didn't want him to announce before the election because of the Mar-a-Lago search warrant and because of his coming out much more and because of his candidates getting nominate in the, nominated in the Senate and being very weak candidates, He is very dominant going into the midterms. And then secondly, uh, the Dobbs abortion decision is having a big impact. It appears in the um, swing seats and swing states. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, his, his, his anointed ones, I call them the annoying ones, but the anointed ones are really, really very terrible candidates. I mean, these are, you're polite calling them weak. Uh, I sit there and I look, wow, I mean, uh, you know, again, we hear all the time that Trump has fired up the base. Well, actually, the FBI kind of fired up the base. I found the timing interesting. The FBI made these announcements while uh, Biden was doing uh, victory, you know, did this raid while Biden was doing victory laps over uh, some recent uh, uh, policy achievements that he had a hard time getting, as you well know, and they're, they're not nearly as exciting as he made them sound. And then the FBI does a raid. I found that all very fascinating. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this whole situation, yeah, it's fired up his base. I'm not sure if it's even the Republican base. The, the so-called Republican base is terrified of the Trump base. They're two different animals. It's not like they have you know, bought into, uh, let's go Trump. I, I think he's like a, uh, I think most of them are like a lot of people who just would, just can't wait for Trump to quietly go away. If these candidates that he anointed that, you know, displaced really good candidates, I think of the gubernatorial race in Maryland and and other places around the country, oh, it's going to come back to haunt the GOP and Trump in particular.
1: Oh, sure. You know, uh, in Maryland and in Massachusetts, we had two of the most popular Republican governors and two of the most popular governors in the country who are now going to be replaced by Democrats because, Trump, um, you know, ran Charlie Baker, who could have won a second term. He kind of ran him off the ballot, and he just decided not to run for a second term. And then in Maryland, a, you know, a more moderate, really just kind of a centrist right, sensible conservative candidate got, um, you know, uh, upended by a Trump, you know, MAGA concert you know not even a conservative because it's somebody who's so you know was there on January sixth as an election denier and somebody who will go down to a resounding defeat in maryland so you don't it's someone who won't even have a shot um, r g a really isn't going to waste even any money there, so you do and th- and then you have in Pennsylvania. Certainly, Oz is looking like he's heading to defeat um, Doug Mastriano, who dresses up in Confederate costumes and, again, an election (laughs) denier who is running way behind in fundraising. And actually, there's a lot of Republicans who are supporting his Democrat opponent, uh, Josh Shapiro. Um, Looks like he's also heading to defeat in a state um, where Joe Biden did win, but Republicans certainly were hoping to be able to gain those back. And then Arizona is another state, again, where um, Republicans had hoped to gain again, but now uh, probably won't because of that. And while Joe Biden is very unpopular generally when you look at his numbers, they aren't great, but um, Donald Trumps are much worse and much more polarizing. And what's worse for Republicans is Donald Trump being in that front seat, driving the car again, drives out democrat vote because you really you were going to get republican turnout anyway so the idea that donald trump energizes republican base joe biden had already energized the, energized the Republican yes, base. Exactly. republicans were turning out we saw that in virginia last year but what the democrats needed was the democrat base to be energized and that's what trump has done And that's what the Dobbs decision has done. So that's the real problem for Republicans is now the Democrat base is energized and the independents who were turned off by Biden's policies, by Biden's economy, by a lot of the things that, you know, you and I probably disagree with on Biden, but now they are turned off by this resurgence of um, Trump. And I think it was a real mistake Um, With the, you know, the Mar-a-Lago search warrant, which just the other day, um, Bill Barr, who was the attorney general for Donald Trump, very conservative, somebody who pretty much stuck with him to the end and got a lot of grief from, you know, people across the board who thought he was too supportive of Trump and Trump's decision. But he said this search warrant was by the book. You know, what were they supposed to do? Trump lied to them about having the documents. He took the documents that were not his. He was not authorized to have classified documents in a country club. And he pretty much made it clear that he, Bill Barr, would have done the same thing as Merrick Garland. So that's a pretty, uh, you know, pretty tough uh, case that uh, he made. So I think for Republicans and Republican leadership, which is really more House leadership, not Senate Republicans, but um, when the house leadership went out and tried to say, Oh, this is horrible that they did this to Donald Trump. Well, Bill Barr didn't say it was horrible and he's a pretty serious uh lawyer and prosecutor himself. And he made the case that, you know, what else are you supposed to do? Let let a guy steal documents and keep him in a country club where he's inviting everyone into his office where these things were apparently stashed in his desk amongst other things where anybody could have just come by and who knows uh, what was in there? It, we still do so but it certainly yeah. was not um, legitimate in any way.
0: Yeah, Bill Barr, certainly. And I, you and know, I think and the more I, I don't... we
1: learn, the worse, because over the next 60-something days, every day is going to be, I think, a bad news day for Donald Trump and for those who have decided to lash themselves to him. And I think for if you're in a swing seat or a swing state, that's not going to be good news because independents are the ones who decide uh, the elections right. in those states. And they don't want a resurgence of Donald Trump. And for those who have been his apologists, I don't think uh, they will look kindly upon that.
0: Trump's last stand, really, uh, is this election, the way it's shaping up. You know. And he's he, giddy uh, about the wins he's having in the primaries that are all going to come back to haunt him. Uh, by the time uh, November comes around. There's just little doubt of that. Um, you, know, and Bill, you know, Bill Barr, what a disappointment. Uh, I actually was uh, always had uh, historically respected him. He's done very good work and clearly trying to reinvent himself. But even with that, I think he's being honest when he says, I would have done the same thing if I was sitting, you know, as Attorney General today uh, as Garland did. And I think that's true, I don't know how you don't do that. Um, you know, and of course I do yeah, and believe you th- this. I think
1: yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, and he's disgusted when he sees things like, you know, Donald Trump is out there talking about pardoning the people who were beating cops with flagpoles on January sixth. And yeah. on Saturday night he was in Pennsylvania, he said he had a woman whose uh, nephew was one of these people who was put in jail who is somebody who dresses up looking like Hitler. And, you know, it's made, you know, anti-Semitic remarks and, you know, he's been put in jail because he is a dangerous person. So you have these kind of people who have been put in jail who are very dangerous people who Trump is now saying he wants to pardon and he's calling them patriots. And most independents and I think a good portion of Republicans, whether it's 10, 20, 30 percent, I certainly hope it's more, find that kind of conduct. Repulsive. Unfortunately, a lot of them don't see that because if, unfortunately, if you watch Fox News or if you watch these conservative stations, you're not hearing about that. You don't hear about Trump saying he's going to pardon uh, these people and actually what they've done. And I wish Joe Biden had given more detail on some of those things. Instead of just lumping together MAGA Republicans, I wish he had said Donald Trump. And, and really detailed what he was talking about when he you know when he was saying like, okay, this is what Blake Masters has said. This is what you know, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania has dressed up in Confederate costumes <laughs> recently. Yes. And he is associating with anti Semites. And I know you good people of Pennsylvania are not like that. <laughs> and that's whether fine. you're a Democrat or Republican, you know, that's not the party of Ronald Reagan. So I think he needs to be more specific in his criticism and narrow it down to the exact people so that more Republicans can separate themselves from those. And the, and the media doesn't help. The media
0: doesn't help. No. They, they right. continue to treat it like uh, that Trump is now, uh, and Trumpism is the new normal, and I don't believe. I honestly don't believe it's a new normal. I do believe it's a temporary phenomenon. The vast majority of these Republicans, and I'm using air quotes, it's a problem with radio, right? Uh, but these Republicans never even voted before Trump came along. If they did vote, they let alone being partisan, they weren't partisan. A lot of these people that are being treated like, like uh, you know, Republicans, and certainly conservatives, give me a break, the more authoritarian than uh, um, the American tradition of conservatism. And, uh, you know, the media doesn't help with that. He, he is like a I, – I've I got to continue to believe that he's like a temporary disease that has to be eradicated uh, on the GOP if the GOP is going to be normal. And I believe that will naturally happen for existential reasons because the GOP cannot survive uh, the kind of momentum and success they were going into November – and have anything but a, you know anything short of a real turnaround in terms of uh, the House in my opinion is going to be looked poorly upon in a lot of the conditions that led going into this election. I mean, what an opportunity lost well, it wasn 't lost it was stolen
1: by Trump, yeah, just like those documents were stolen, this election you know the the victory that could have been won by Republicans focusing on Failed policies of Biden and focusing on what they wanted to do issues wise is going to once again be stolen by a sore loser president who won't stop. I mean, former president who won't stop talking about um, an election that he lost and looking backwards instead of what the American people want you to do is talk about their future, not the past of a sore loser down in Florida who just can't you know face reality and get over it and i think you know i think this will pass and i i don't believe i don't believe donald trump will be the nominee i don't think i don't think joe biden will be i don't think either of these men will be on the ticket in 2024 i think this will shake out you know as we go you know through this cycle and into next year because i I think the american people are just sick of this kind of, you know, looking backwards. They want to know about their future, not have this same debate over and over.
0: Unfortunately, the American people uh, don't have a whole lot of say unless they're active Republicans in the primary process. That's my concern. Right. No, and so, will it be Trump? I, think I don't right. think it'll be Trump. I don't think it'll be Trump because, you know, the, his opponents will say, really, you want someone who's going to jail? to get the nomination. So it's going to be a DeSantis. That's You know, or someone like him is my my fear. And he, you know, he's Trump. He's not even Trump-wide. He may be worse than Trump.
1: Well, he was up there campaigning with Doug Mastriano himself and then uh, Terry Lake and those types. I'd, I'd prefer somebody who, you know, isn't going to try and wrap themselves around these election deniers. So not quite sure why he thought you know, joining up with the with the losers was a good idea for him either. I, I think yep. uh, I think people want to see somebody who's actually again focused on on um, the issues and kind of talks about, hey, here's successful policies that 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 I've actually implemented and have been upheld in the courts. You know, not kind of oh here's. There's issues I've thrown out there, and then they get thrown out, you know, and get enjoined the minute they pass, which actually has happened with a number of the uh, initiatives. So, oh
0: yeah, the whole As the whole Disney thing, <laughs> the, yeah. the whole Disney thing blows my mind in Florida. I mean, those those special zones that they created are are really bastions of free market that cultivate so much innovation and creation creativity. And, uh, you know, and, and, and this is not the only one that has those, which people don't understand. They're all over the state. It's one of the reasons why Florida is one of the most successful states. I mean, it, it's, it literally, all this blows my mind, what I see happening. And I know it's a reason why. It's not a good reason why. And it's as simple as that. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and that really isn't at the bottom line, Barbara. It doesn't make sense. In fact, neither parties really seem to make sense, at least among the loudest voices or the voices that get the most media attention. Man, we need a, we need a call to order.
1: Well, I, I think that's what, you know, I, I think a, to me, I think a center right governor who tries to break through and kind of gets back to uh, talking about the economy and jobs, education and what's been lost during COVID for our kids. I think, I think that's where there's an opening is, Somebody uh, decides to take it. We'll see.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch.
1: Who do you see
0: as a right-of-center alternative to the chaos uh, that seems to be dominating the party oh, in 2024? Cool. Well, yeah, Drop yeah, some that's names. That's
1: a good question. Yeah, I, I think um, you know. I think that's yet to be seen. Uh, you know, I, I think a few of them are kicking out. You know, out there a little bit. Uh, Asa Hutchison is. Um, you know, been out there a bit uh, starting to look at things, I think uh, Governor Sununu in New Hampshire also has been somebody who's been just pretty focused on kind of getting things done. Governor Hogan, of course, has you know, been very successful on that front in Maryland. Um, you know, certainly I think Liz Cheney is, you know, because actually, you know, people forget she's actually been a very good national security person as well as, you know, worked on a lot of um, issues. Um, you know, that are standard Republican issues in her day uh, too. So I think they're, uh, you know, and our governor here in Virginia has too, and he has not been campaigning with the election uh, deniers like Bastriano or Kerry Lake, and I don't expect him to. So, you know, I do think. Yeah, they I have, can't vote uh, for an election denier.
0: There. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah. I will not vote for an election denier. I mean, in the history of American uh-huh. politics, uh, the evidence was so, so weak, and, and it, it didn't even change. It may have changed Michigan. If you really have an imagination, it could have changed Michigan. Guess what? Trump wouldn't have won if he got Michigan. Uh, There's some weird stuff in Michigan. I admit that. Uh, But, you know, what is fascinating is when you look at activists on social media who are incredibly involved in 2016 and 2020 say, I'm done. I'm never going to be involved in politics again because this election was stolen, and that's always going to happen. Isn't it fascinating how much this has demoralized the people Republicans need in order to win? Yeah, well,
1: and, and, you know, people are afraid, you know, they – The actual, you know, the death threats to election workers and that kind of thing that we've seen uh, because of um, what Donald Trump himself has, you know, gone, you know, gone down to the level of attacking election workers by name because he didn't like that they said there was an election fraud and the danger that that presents. So we've got to clean that up and, and stop that. And, you know, people have been, you know, that's why we've had the January 6th hearings, which going to be another thing that is still going to be going on this fall and and that report will come out and that's going to be some more um, news to highlight the former president's, um, you know, why he's such an aberration um, and why those who are going to lash themselves to him, you know, unless you're in a real red area, it's not going to be good news and red areas do not give you a majority in Congress.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Uh, it, it's uh, horrible. Need, need some change. Final thoughts, we went way over, but we're catching up with you. You've been so busy lately, and we finally got you taking advantage of it. Uh, final thoughts.
1: Well, I guess I, so the people, you know, follow, you know, the Cook Report, David, you know, Dave Wasserman, um, Amy Walter, they'll be tracking all these races over the, you know, next, I guess, what do we have, 60-plus uh, days. And um, we'll, we'll see how all these uh, things shake out. And Larry Sabato at, at UVA, they all have pretty good analyses of these races, and you can kind of see uh, the ones that you care about and races you might want to get involved in. And I think, you know, voting, and, you know, I always think it's important to vote and work for the people and races that you care about. And I think this year, more than others, it's, you know, don't get as much caught up in the party as the character of the people who are involved in that. You know, I think the reason you have the number one issue for most people, I think it includes Republicans as well as Democrats is, you know, the democracy is on the ballot and that people care. you know, they're concerned about the fragility of democracy.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Barbara Comstock, always love having you on. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.